Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So Obama's back, and I, even for my ver- you know really low standards for Barack Obama, I'm candidly stunned at the nonsense and the raw sewage, you'll get that, uh, spewing from his mouth yesterday. Obama, the guy is unbelievable. The, the king, the monarch, the emperor of scandal is now talking about misinformation. I got that, including panic breaking out on the left and why it's breaking out on the left again. Also, an interesting debate I did a long time ago with Piers Morgan. He got into a back and forth with Donald Trump. Reminded me of a gun debate I had with him a while ago I had forgotten about. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. It's Friday. Got that. And a really shocking story out of California. A liberal far-left paper endorsed a Republican. My gosh, how bad do things have to be? With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joseph, it's Friday, so... It's Friday! Okay, very nice. Seeing where you're going with that one? Yes, sir. It's a reasonable degree of excitement on this Friday. So, Joe's favorite buddy, uh, Barack Obama, Uh, he's back. Joe's a huge fan. Barack is... (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah, right. Uh, Barack is Joe B. I I can see Joe texting me doing it. You better correct the record. (laughs) I do not believe it. Barack Obama is back. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is unbelievable. What a grifter. This is the same guy who, what was it, a year and a half ago, was um, at a conference talking about, you know, wokesters and cancel culture people. And he's like, yeah, you need to get over that. Like, that's really a bad thing. Well, what happened to Obama? I guess he figured out after whatever the Netflix or Spotify thing didn't work out with his podcast that he needs to keep the grift going. So instead of taking a sensible, hey, this woke stuff is nonsense approach, like he head faked us into thinking we were doing, Obama's now all back in promoting full blown totalitarian censorship because Barack Obama is a socialist. He has always been a socialist. He's always been one. And one of the keys to maintaining your socialist enterprise is censoring your political opponents. Here's what I mean. He reappears on the scene. This guy cannot like the fact that he nearly destroyed America in eight years isn't enough. He now has to return to like finish the job. Like you go to get up off the mat after he knocked America out and he's like, give me the baseball bat. And he's like cracking you in the kneecaps. Here he is just the other day um, at a university talking about disinformation and misinformation, which remember on the left is code for we need to censor our political opponents because our ideas suck so bad. And he has the temerity to talk about people losing trust in leaders and institutions. Ah, He did it. Here, check this out. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough Raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing. 
that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. Folks, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound vulgar, but do you believe the balls on this guy? People lose trust in leaders, the media, and institutions. Why do you think they did that, you disgraceful knucklehead? Why do you think they did that? Because you spewed the raw sewage. It was you. Nobody trusts the media, liberals, or government anymore because of the eight-year reign of destruction you wrought on this country with your mother. This guy, unquestionably, had the most corrupt presidential administration in U.S. history. There's not even a close second. You know, Guy comes in this morning, we're putting a show together, and he's, he pokes the, you know, this morning I was a little quiet. He's like, hey, he's like, you believe this guy? And I said, no, I don't. He's like, you believe what he got away with? I'm like, no, I really don't. I was telling him, like, imagine being Nixon, right, with Watergate. Your name is stained forever. You'll forever be tarnished. He, you know, the media kept him in, 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 in hideaway the rest of his life. It made him out to be the most corrupt president in U.S. history. And yet Obama, who's done 10, 20 times worse, is celebrated. They love the guy. And he comes out and gives speeches about losing faith in institutions. The balls on this guy are like elephantitis Johnny Dangerously size. Whoa. I know I'm aging myself. That's like more Joe in my ear. He's like, what are you talking about? He asked me who Jennifer Gray was this morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're really young or I'm really old. <laughs> Let's go through just quickly the reason nobody trusts government, the media, or institutions, precisely because of corrupt, the most corrupt president in U.S. history, Barack Obama. We'll just go through the headlines here. Remember Barack Obama, when the, the far left media gave him the lie of the year for his Obamacare? If you like your health care, you can keep it lie, which was absolutely false as millions of Americans found their insurance going up and getting canceled. Remember that? Here it is, NPR. I picked left-leaning outlets, in this case, radical left-leaning outlets, NPR, on purpose. Obama's you can keep it promise is the lie of the year. He's talking about lies and why no one trusts leaders, the media, and institutions. <laughs> That's hilarious. This guy is a comedian. Remember this scandal, of course, the Russia hoax. New York Post, the latest revelation show Team Obama invented the whole Russiagate scandal. Gee, why would nobody trust the media? Why would nobody trust leaders and institutions? Is this guy kidding me? Elephantitis guy? Here was another part to this. Not to get off track, but here's another part to his speech, Obama, where he talks about how people are dying. Because of misinformation. Here, check this out. People are dying because of misinformation. I already mentioned the 2020 presidential election. People are dying because of misinformation. No, people died under your administration because of literal misinformation. Uh, remember the video that inspired Benghazi? No, nobody remembers that because it didn't happen. However, we do remember the four dead bodies. New York Post. Benghazi lies were just standard procedure under Obama. Elephantitis guy, elephantitis, he's going to need a wheelbarrow. 
Oh, it goes on. This goes on. Remember the IRS scandal where he abused his power to get the IRS to target conservatives? New York Post, Obama's pathetic attempt to spin the IRS scandal. I, I don't get it. Why does nobody trust leaders, the media, or institutions? I don't know, Barack. Elephantitis guy, wheelbarrow. Oh, surely that's it. No, 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 that's not it. Any one of these scandals is one of the rates is one of the biggest in U.S. history. This is all under Barack Obama, by far the most corrupt president. There's not even a close second in U.S. history. Remember the VA scandal? Washington Post. Whole bunch of facts don't support Obama's claim that many VA bosses were fired over scandal. Lied again, Obama? Sounds like Obama lies about everything. Remember Operation Choke Point, where he targeted gun dealers? They targeted payday lenders? The Hill, Operation Choke Point, reveals true injustices of Obama's Justice Department. <laughs> Obama, Obama, talking about disinformation. Remember the AP phone record scandal where he targeted the press? Here's the week. Why did the Obama administration spy on the Associated Press? I don't know, because he's corrupt. And he's always been corrupt. He's got a history of corruption. Do you believe the, 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 the nads on this dude? What a disgrace. Lecturing America about misinformation now. Hillary's jumping in on the misinformation, disinformation grift. Here she is tweeting this out. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're a very smart audience, but to the dumb liberals listening, if you think for a moment this isn't coordinated and you think it's all an accident that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama all of a sudden are back in the misinformation, disinformation, which is code for, oh my gosh, we're losing our censorship battle game. You're crazy. Seek psychopharmacological assistance immediately. Here's Hillary's tweet. For too long, tech platforms have amplified disinformation and extremism with no accountability. The EU is poised to do something about it. I urge our transatlantic allies to push the Digital Services Act across the finish line and bolster global democracy before it's too late. Folks, you think this is an accident? These two goofballs? These two elephantitis-infected goofballs who really, the temerity, the, 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 just the gall of these two losers, this destructive, malignant forces on American politics, two of the most corrupt politicians with zero dignity in U.S. history, pushing a censorship brigade using disinformation and misinformation, the brigade being the media, big tech and government, all pushing to censor conservative voices. Why are they doing it now? Why? Why is Obama and Hillary back in the mix? Well, here's what I'm hearing, folks. Elon potentially taking over Twitter, which is one of their primary vehicles to censor conservatives by banning them and banning Donald Trump. Elon's bid to take over Twitter has them terrified. They don't know what to do. As I said to you yesterday, folks, you've got to understand the left's only battle plan to win elections is to tell people in America conservatives hate them and then to censor conservatives ability to fight back. They listen to me. They don't have a plan B. Censorship and socialism is their only plan. There is no backup. 
They're terrified if they lose Twitter to Elon, that one of their primary vehicles to censoring the media and conservatives is over. Secondly, the 2020 election potential electoral annihilation has them terrified. The writing's on the wall now, folks, unless there's some drastic uh, sea change in the politics uh, moving forward. The Democrats look like they're going to be absolutely obliterated in the 2022 elections. They may lose seats they haven't even considered in play for 20 and 30 years that they thought were solidly Democrat is what I'm getting at. Well, what happens, folks, from what I'm hearing? Well, obviously, all the chairmanships are going to change for these congressional committees from Democrat to Republican. Folks, there's going to be investigations into all this potential collusion, illegal censorship, First Amendment violations, all of it. These tech companies, they're liberal benefactors and and goofball tyrants like Obama and Hillary are panicked and freaked out that the truth may finally come out about their obstruction and their collusion and their corruption. They are freaked out. None of this is by accident. It is happening on purpose. Now, who caused this information crisis? Hack, corruptocrat, Barack Obama, and grotesque, corruptocrat, Hillary Clinton keep talking about? Who caused this information crisis? Folks, they did in conjunction with their leftist media folks. Nobody trusts the media because of them. Because of the scandals, the lies, the laptop is disinformation nonsense, the collusion hoax, the pee-pee stuff. Axios, remember this article from uh, January of last year? Media trust hits a new low. So they did an Edelman's trust barometer shared exclusively with Axios. Trust in social media has hit an all-time low of 27%. You think that's because these companies are run by conservatives? Ah, that's really funny. That's a good one. 56% of Americans agree with the statement. Journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false. 56, I would argue to you, that is a gross underestimation. That's probably closer to 60 to 70%. 58% of Americans think most news organizations are more concerned with supporting an ideology than with informing the public. The liberals, in conjunction with their media acolyte ass-kissers, have decimated the credibility of news outlets and social media outlets. The left is in a panic over that. And instead of saying, hey, let's refocus on the truth and news and fair journalism and not being crazy, the left, the left has decided, hey, we're all in on this. There's no fixing this. It's time to double down on censorship and crush our opponent's ability to fight back. That's why they're panicked, folks. Again, this is one of those goosebumps. I'm not even kidding. Because I can so clearly sense and smell the panic on the left that they had to call out these two dinosaurs of politics, these two corruptocrats, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And they probably had to beg them, please, please help us with the censorship fight. We don't have anything else. We've got to shut up our opponents from exposing our desire to sexualize kids, teach them to be racist and bury the U.S. economy. Please. And of course, because they don't, neither one of them has any dignity. I'm embarrassed. I got to tell you, I really am to have even a cross paths with these people. I mean, did my job. I'm proud to have done my job, but really. 
two just horrible, awful people. Never said that before, but I mean, I really am. I'm glad I did my job. We're a country that, you know, we don't let anything happen. And I, I did it proudly, swore an allegiance to the United States. But I got to tell you, I'm embarrassed to have spent any time around these people at all. It's hard to say that. Just f- horrible, horrible, awful people that took the greatest country on planet Earth and just flushed it down the toilet. Folks, they're also panicking because conservatives are, are really, as a unit, are finally learning how to coalesce and not only fight back in the culture wars, but fight back with the tools liberals have used against us for years. Thank the Lord for Ron DeSantis down here in Florida with his signature today or whenever it happens, post-millennial, they will sign and pass this bill ending Disney's self-governing status in the Reedy Creek District in Florida, where Disney was given a really incredible deal to basically run their own government in the Disney park down here in Orlando. Play stupid games, Disney, win stupid prizes. You ever hear the term, folks, um, F around and find out? Well, Disney found out. You want to be politicians? You want to push in the conservative state of Florida to have kids sexualized in kindergarten? Well, you can play politician. But don't expect any special giveaways from the taxpayers of Florida. And by the way, I'm a resident down here. Disney, you want to leave? You go right ahead and leave. Bye now. But no one's going to miss you. No one is going to miss you. I'll talk about that more in a second, how liberals can't seem to make up their minds. Liberals now on Twitter like, oh, Disney should move to Georgia. Didn't you just boycott Georgia for MLB? Kind of weird, right? Remember that one, Joe? They just boycotted Georgia. Major League Baseball. Yeah. Which one? We boycotted. You're running out of states to boycott now, aren't you? Reminds me of that article about San Francisco. They boycotted so many states, they can't get product in their state anymore. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hilarious. They can't, they can't find They boycotted every state. Ah, idiots. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge. Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs, soul surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Limonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge, Cincinnati, on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. 
I hope to see you there. Okay, back to the show. They're panicking also, uh, and they needed to call out Obama and Hillary because they feel like they're losing the censorship war over Elon, and they know they're going to get annihilated in the 2022 election, and there's going to be investigations. They're also panicking because people like DeSantis and Trump have shown uh, the left what it looks like when conservatives fight back. Disney wanted to F around and find out. Disney's finding out right now. So remember this article for actually News One or this story, I should say, back in April of 2021? The Georgia Republican Party blames Stacey Abrams, who thinks she's the governor of uh, Georgia, after Major League Baseball pulls the All-Star game over racist voting law. Remember the law, the, uh, the voter integrity law in Georgia, which, of course, they always categorize yeah. as racist because they're racist themselves. They think black people can't get IDs, which is racist. So liberals thought it would be a good idea to uh, boycott the state of Georgia. And MLB, Major League Baseball, pulled the All-Star game out of Georgia and moved it to Colorado. Remember that one? This is really strange because you had this uh, uh, blue check mark on Twitter yesterday say, hey, Atlanta is easier for most Americans to get to anyway. Georgia has already demonstrated a favorable tax attitude toward entertainment endeavors. So many Hollywood productions shoot there already. You still get pretty good weather. What was she talking about? She's talking about Disney moving to Georgia, which is hilarious. You got to read the comments. Liberals, they can't figure out what to boycott. Boycott Georgia. They're a bunch of racists because of voter integrity laws. Then Florida. We want to sexualize kids in Florida. Disney's fighting for our cause. Florida's fighting against Disney. Disney, come to Georgia. Oh, wait. Wait, we were boycotting Georgia a few months ago, years ago. Can you please get your story straight? Shows you again the chaos and the panic breaking out on the left because they can't get the damn story straight. They are running out of people to boycott as conservatives figure it out. We are fighting back using the same tools they've used against us for decades. What are those tools? Media, our own media building out a parallel economy to get away from these idiots using government. They've used government against us. There are tools there and using the courts, obviously part of government, but you get the point. We're using those tools too. And liberals, I got news for you. Get ready. It's only going to get worse from here. Your best day was yesterday. It will not get any better. All right, uh, moving on. So there's a brewing controversy with Piers Morgan. He had an interview with Donald Trump. There were, uh, Piers, the interview, the at least the, uh, what do you call it, like sizzle reel Guy? Guy's a big video guy. They put together like these sizzle reels to promote things where they cut on edit video. Well, it was edited to appear that Donald Trump had stormed off in a huff with Piers Morgan after this interview. So I've interviewed with Piers before, and that uh, reminded me, this is, uh, this is a while ago. I didn't have any facial hair, and uh, I had more hair back then. I wore collared shirts back then, <laughs> so too, and I could still put yeah. them on. You said, yeah, my elbows work. So uh, this is video of Piers Morgan and me when he was on Good Morning Britain. Uh, it's pretty, I, I like it. It's pretty good. Debating the gun issue. He's a big gun grabber. And he made, I think, a really dopey point, a point I try to counter all the time. Like, well, if you're not trained, you shouldn't have a gun. No, also, if you're not trained, you should have nothing and let the other untrained with the guy shoot you. That's that, 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 huh? That's your logic? Just to be clear. Talk about out of touch here. Check this out. The Fort Hood shooter was stopped by men with guns. I mean, you just use two examples that make my point 
Not yours. I don't understand where you're going with that. My and point. secondly, Here's my this point. point about... Here's my uh, point, that in both those cases, yeah. it was an armed guard and it was armed soldiers, people who I have absolutely no problem being armed. I think law enforcement should be armed. It was them that right. dealt with this. Why would young 20-year-old students who are nowhere near as proficient right. with these guns in a live shooter situation, why on earth would you entrust them to deal with this better than law enforcement or guards on campus? Uh, because I don't trust a deranged gunman on a cam on a campus to stop killing people because he believes that, you know, the, the students in the crowd believe in gun control or believe in some progressive ideology. I would rather these students have a chance to actually defend themselves. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had totally forgotten I had done uh, done that debate. Totally forgotten about it. It happened so long ago. There's been a thousand appearances since then. It was before I was a Fox contributor. But he was on Good Morning Britain trying to make this bizarre case. I hear from leftists all the time that if you're not trained like what, like a special forces Green Beret, you shouldn't be able to carry a gun. So the bad guy who will get a gun no matter what, they just buy it on the black market. They really don't care about your rules. That's why they're bad guys. Bad guys don't go in gun stores and buy guns. Like, does he not know that? Like, I was a cop. I've seen it. I saw on the streets how they get guns. They just go to CeeLo on the corner and buy a gun. Does he not know that? He just wants to ignore it. So they get a gun, and Pierce's defense is what? That if, if you don't have training, you shouldn't have a gun because you're not trained like a special forces guy, but the other guy should have one. That'll definitely make your chances better. <laughs> Is that, yeah, again, maybe he should read. Right, right. He pointed out a, a good point. Yes, I have the Constitution app. Let's look that up. Hold on. On the Constitution app. Thank you. I really appreciate you pointing that out. So we have this thing called the Bill of Rights. Here it is. Yeah. So Bill of Rights, 1 through 10. I'm checking Amendment 2, a well-regulated militia. As long as you're part of the special forces. Being necessary. To <laughs> Good point. Good point. I forgot that was in there. So, I, I, folks, remember, you're going to hear that, that, uh, that argument a lot with liberals. Well, those people have training. Yeah. Do the criminals have training? No, the criminals don't have training. They'll just shoot you. So you think your chances are better with no gun just sitting there being a target for, left, for, uh, for, for, uh, for maniacs with a gun. That makes a whole lot of sense. That's what's called what I call a utopian fallacy, right? Arguing about a utopia that doesn't exist where everyone who has a gun is trained like a SEAL Team 6 team leader. That's not the real world. In the real world, bad people have guns. And even if you're not perfectly trained with a gun, you have a better chance if you have one and he has one rather than a bad guy having one and you not. Moving on. I saw this yesterday. I sent it over to producer Jim on the radio show, I was like, what? Because we're on a lot of radio stations in California, KBC, KSFO. I thought, I, I swear I thought I was reading this wrong. Can you imagine how bad California has to have descended into madness to see this? It's not a joke. It's the LA Times from yesterday. Endorsement, Lonnie Chen for California controller. What? Lonnie Chen's a Republican. I mean, granted, he's not like the biggest conservative ever, but, but, but folks, it's a start. The LA Times is endorsing the lead fiscal manager for the state of California is endorsing a Republican. Do you have any idea how bad things have to be for this to happen? Hey, Mom! Folks. The meatloaf! <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. man. 
What is she doing back there? What are they doing, the LA Times? Nobody knows. Are they making meatloaf? Good point. Nobody has any idea. Nobody knows. What the hell are they doing back there? How did they sit around these lunatics at the LA? Believe me, they are lunatics. And be like, my gosh, even though we're lunatics, we have to endorse a Republican. Folks, I'm telling you, back to my point before, kind of tie it all together with a little comic relief in between with peers. They are in a panic over Elon and 2022. They don't know what to do. It is not a coincidence that Obama has magically reappeared and this discredited hack, Hillary Clinton, the king and queen of scandalous politicians of the court are back on the scene calling for full-blown totalitarian censorship. It's because of stuff like this. If you don't silence your opponents, you're going to see more of this. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. I want to uh, then show you a video from Tucker last night. Totally crazy. Like we talked about a topic on our show yesterday and it happened again. Yeah. Joe, the food thing. Again, I know you saw the video again. What the hell is going on? The food plants. Tucker picked it up last night too. We'll get to that in a minute. Today's show brought to you by Patriot Mobile. Every day we hear about another major corporation going woke. Disney's the latest. They go woke. They torment people. They attack traditional values. That's why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. It's important. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and the 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Thanks for your service. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code Dan. Veterans and first responders, you save even more because we value you. So make that switch today. Support companies that love America, love you, and share your values. patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. It's great to have you on board. Before I get to this video from Tucker's show last night, it's unbelievable. It happened again at a food plant. This is like, I I don't jump to any conclusions. That's irresponsible. Could just be lemony snickets and a series of unfortunate events. But my gosh, my eyes are open. I'll keep my eyes open. Before I get to that, my show tomorrow on Fox Unfiltered. Uh, sorry to mean to you know beat you up with plugs, but I really would appreciate it if you would check it out. It's on at 9 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, Fox News Channel. I got Dr. Peter McCullough back talking about the ongoing, I believe, what's going to be a scandal developing around the COVID vaccine and some potential side effects they have not discussed. When I say scandal, I'm talking about a misinformation scandal here. They have been, watch the segment tomorrow, Dr. Peter McCullough. I've got a guy on talking about the the population bomb. What, overpopulation? No, no, no. You ever see children of men? I got a guy on tomorrow, an expert on this. We got a real population problem. It's not over. It's underpopulation. I'm going to talk about BlackRock, the scheming going on in the inside and with these insiders. And I've got an FBI profiler to talk about that horrendous murder of that Queens mom, how they do what they do, and some indicators there. Also, we'll talk about that executive order, Biden's executive order on voting. Yeah. Don't miss the show. Set your DVR. It's going to be a low. I think it's our most loaded show yet. Unfiltered, 9 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, here's a video last night from Tucker. We had discussed the hat tip, uh, uh, Dr. Ben Braddock. 
uh, who I saw this on a social media feed, uh, basically a, a, a conglomeration of all these media headlines about all these food plants that this seems to be having these massive accidents. There were a lot. Tucker picked up the story yesterday, and after the reporting, right before Tucker went to the air, it happened again. Check this out. Just moments before we went to air tonight, a plane apparently crashed at a General Mills plant, a food plant in Covington, Georgia. Six tractor trailers were reportedly on fire. You're seeing pictures from the scene right now. This is the second time in a week that something like this has happened. On April 14th, the plane crashed into the Gem State Processing in East Idaho. What's going on here? Well, the story gets weirder. Food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire. A couple of days ago, a fire destroyed the headquarters of Azure Standard, one of the largest organic food distributors in the country. At the end of last month, a fire severely damaged a fresh onion packing facility in South Texas. In Oregon, a potato chip processing plant to support a boiler explosion that sent workers to the hospital. Listen, I, I again, it, it makes, I'm not Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, big conspiracy theorist nuts. But I'd say this is the kind of thing worth investigating. I mean, some of these individual cases are probably accidents, but my gosh, 15 to 20 food plants processing and warehouse facilities within a period of five to six months, all with major accidents and two plane crashes. I don't know. Sounds really strange to me. Now, someone did say, I said, if you sent me information, I would put it out. Someone who claims to have some inside knowledge on one of the plane crashes, not the one from yesterday at this food plant, told me that. The food plant is in the middle of an intersection between an airport and all like it's really a bad spot. So who knows? But we're going to stay on top of that story, folks, because I am very, very suspicious uh, of this. And if it's some sabotage involved, then we're going to be the first to tell you about it. Okay, huge update. You know, yesterday I had mentioned the need for us to fight back against the left. This is another reason they're panicked and building out a parallel economy away from these nuts. Everything from banks to financial services to server farms to social media to video platforms to microblogs to long-form blogs to media outlets to television channels. We have got to get away from the left. The Obama-Hillary corruptocrat totalitarian censors. Let them run their own little maniac lunatic economy in California where they're now endorsing a Republican in a statewide race, okay? Let them destroy their own economies in their own places. We want nothing to do with it. I had mentioned go and sign up for True Social. Big news yesterday, a major update on True Social. Major update. They migrated over to Rumble. As you know, disclosure, I am an investor in Rumble. Fully migrated over to the Rumble cloud. If cloud services there at Rumble. And the Trump platform is now ready to onboard millions. Folks, I had told you with truth. I get it. A lot of people were frustrated being on the waiting list. It was done deliberately. It was not an accident. I get the frustration. But they wanted to be sure it was done right. And that Rumble was fully on board with this cloud. The Rumble cloud has it now, True Social, and they are ready. Get your accounts. Uh, also, there'll be a web app coming soon. And yes, these uh, the additional apps are coming in the future. But please go now. Get away from Twitter and these other things. I, I Sadly, I don't think there's much Elon can do to save it. I hope he does. I think I've been openly vocal about that. But get your account on True Social. How do you like it? Gee, you've been over there. He loves it. I know Jim's got 14,000 followers, producer Jim. I've got over 630,000 followers on True Social. Go over there today. Migrated over to Rumble and great job, Rumble. I know the team worked really, really hard. Now we have it. All right. 
Okay, moving on to kind of a weird story, but it is Friday, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to throw this in there because I mentioned it on my radio show yesterday, and fellas, this is the interactive portion of the show, so feel free to jump in. Okay. Um, as they both know, I can't freaking breathe anymore. I get a ton of complaints about from people who say, Dan, what is wrong? You know, Joe does his best to clean it up, but you always sound like you got to like, blow your nose, you sound nasal, so if you're watching home, I'll turn sideways. Sorry, my neck hurts today, but. As you can see from my side profile, I wish I had a picture of when I was, maybe I'll find one picture when I was 16, 17, 18, before I started boxing. My nose didn't look like this. My nose, you can see, has been completely caved in uh, from boxing, and it's getting, it's not one of these tough guy things, okay? I can, like I said, with my arthritis, I can barely defend myself now, so it's not me trying to tell you I'm a tough guy. I just did a lot of boxing, and I got my head and my brain bucket banged around a lot. Blocking with your head, Joe, not a good idea. Don't do that. Highly not recommended, okay? So my nose has been caved in multiple times, broken badly. And as my surgeon friend told me, it's like a tent. Tent has a pole in the minute to keep, keep it up in the middle. When you lose the pole, the tent starts to come down. That's what's happening. So I can barely breathe. So my voice is changing too. So I'm really considering having it fixed, but they got to rebuild the bridge of my nose completely with, with cadaver bone. It's just going to be a really big procedure. The thing is, I don't want to look any different. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, even though I have a face for radio, I'm happy with how I look. I know, you know, I'm, I just don't want to change anything. And I thought of this story. You guys remember this? You remember Jennifer Grey, Joe, from Dirty Dancing, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. yeah Guy said to me, Guy goes, <laughs> goes, Dan, who's Jennifer Grey? I said, oh, <laughs> I said, we're not going to talk about this now. We're going to save it for the air because I don't want to burn my good material. I said, oh, my gosh. Either Joe, Guy is really young, or you and I are really old. I'm leaning towards the latter, that you and I are getting just really old. He has no idea who Jennifer Grey is. If you grew up in the 80s, early 90s, Jennifer Grey was in two of the biggest movies at the time. She was in Dirty Dancing, which is a crazy liberal flick, by the way, but whatever. And uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Also, by the way, in Red Dawn. Red the Wolverines. He's like, what the hell are these guys talking about? You see... He didn't know Jennifer Grey. You, now you know who she is. Well, Jennifer Grey, who was beautiful, by the way, gorgeous. Like everyone had a crush on her. She had this, her nose fixed too. And it turned out to be a disaster. It ended her career because if you look at pictures of her now, you're like, my gosh, she's still beautiful. But you're, you're like, that's not the same woman I recognize from. It looks like a totally different person. She looks like a totally different person, I should say. I didn't mean that in a bad way. She looks like a totally different person. So... I don't know. I just, you're my audience. I share everything with you, but I'm seriously having a hard time sleeping and breathing. I just don't want to look any different. So I've been talking to my guy about a way to minimize it. Well, okay. You know, moving on. You know, a yes. lot of guys in radio and audio, they don't want to have that done to them because they're afraid it's going to change the timber of their voice. Yes. And they deal with that's, that. They deal with the problem for a long time. Joe has been in radio seriously, like 30 plus years and a couple radio people I'm glad you brought that up. That's yeah. a secondary effect too. Warn me like, Dan, listen, your voice is your career. You know, you go out there and change it and you get less or more baritone or whatever it may be. It could be a killer. So I'm really, I got to sleep though and I can barely breathe. But I thought I would right. throw that out there. Thank you, Joe, for your input. Gee, what are your thoughts? Do you think I should do this or not? No? All right. Gee says skip it. Oh, man, this is like going to be a tough call. Okay, moving on to serious stuff, not to bore you to death with my personal story. Dr. Fauci, Lord, Fa Lord Fauci, on most high, 
sitting on Mount Olympus. Fauci thinks CDC edicts, Joe, not reviewable. Everything else we do in government's reviewable. We have even internal affairs and inspections divisions for law enforcement. But Fauci thinks when the CDC says put a mask on, you put your mask on, kids, and you shut your mouth. You understand? So Fauci was asked about this little transportation mask mandate and all, given the old dipsy do flipperuski by the courts. And Fauci's like, these don't appear. These are reviewable. You shouldn't be touching our stuff. Here, check this out. Both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And for a court to come in, and if you look at the, the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not, it should not have been a court issue. I know. Please, Guy said it right. Just please go back to wherever you were hanging out for the last few months. Whenever this guy opens his mouth, it's just like a verbal diarrhea stream. It's just disgusting. Just stop talking, man. The CDC is part of the government. The government has branches. The courts are perfectly entitled to review a CDC edict if they feel it is a broad stretch of their power that doesn't comply with the Constitution. Holy Moses, man, read a book. Get the Constitution app. I just read it on the air. What is wrong with you? Gosh, this guy is a buffoon. Here, it gets worse. They had another cleanup job yesterday. Clean up on aisle five. Aisle four, three, two, and one have already been taken by Biden. Here was Biden again yesterday. He's asked a question about Title 42 at the border, the ability to turn around illegal immigrants for health reasons, Title 42, that they're going to let expire May 23rd, which is going to result in a humanitarian disaster at our border right before the election. Biden doesn't care. He's got two more years in office. He doesn't care what happens in 2022. He's going to, he really, he, at this point, he's, he's thoroughly eviscerated his credibility. So it's weird. He's asked a question about the border and he starts talking about what Fauci was just talking about, the transportation mask mandate on planes, because Joe Biden never knows where he is or what he's talking about. Check this out. On Title 42, sir, are you considering delaying lifting Title 42? No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my, uh, my, uh, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department. Because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. Of course, he had to issue a correction again. He's not talking about Title 42 challenge. He's talking about a challenge to the court on the mask. The guy doesn't even know what he's talking about anymore, folks. I'm sure Gabrielle Settles or Bill McCarthy or Bill McCarthy and Tom Kircher, PolitiFact, will try to defend him on this. I mean, it's not like they have any dignity either. But the man just never seems to know what he's talking about or where he is. And every time he opens his mouth, something flows out of it that just confuses America even more. Okay, I have to tell you, this video is pretty shocking. This is some 2020 election footage. That's right. Um, out of Detroit. And it appears to say, I never get ahead of myself again, but it appears to show a woman running to a ballot box with some ballots and then running back to a car. And she appears to be signing those ballots and putting them on the dashboard herself. 
Tell me, by the way, I'm always open to alternate explanations. Watch this video. Listen to the uh, 100% Fed Up and True the Vote folks and uh, Jim Hoff from Gateway Pundit. Um, listen to them talk about this and narrate it in the background, too. Please explain to me, watch this, and if you need to see the video, go to Rumble, what this woman could possibly be doing other than signing ballots. Check this out. This woman is uh, delivering a stack of ballots, and the person behind her rolls down the window and hands her a ballot to put in the ballot box with her stack. And then she goes back to her car with the stack of ballots again. And I think at that point, she realized that the ballots were not signed. And so you're going to watch her sign each ballot in the, in the vehicle. <laughs> and she signs them and then puts them on the dashboard individually. First, she searches for a pen. That's... It takes a second. But we've got this speeded up so you can see. But yeah. So she's signing, and, and when it's slowed down, you can see the pen in her hand when she reaches up and puts the ballot on the dashboard each time. That is awesome. Yeah, so oh, she's that's man. it. You guys are, yeah. you guys good, are fun. good fun. That's yeah, they, they did a great, great job. Fun. They did a great job finding this, and as you can yes. see, there it is right there, and they did a close-up with the camera. The footage is very clear. There she goes, right to the Dropbox. So uh, mission accomplished. Unbelievable. Folks, it's been a great day for us at Rumble, again, migrating truth over to our cloud. But I really would deeply appreciate it if you would go to Rumble, my Rumble account, subscribe today, and watch this video. It's free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're not on YouTube. We canceled YouTube because they're lunatics. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I ask you to watch it. Watch it multiple times. Show it to your liberal friends and ask them for an explanation of what she could possibly be doing at this ballot box location possibly be doing liberals don't care they want voter fraud they'll be like oh, i don't know what she's doing she's uh, signing up for a blockbuster card a blockbuster less blockbusters in oregon <laughs> i mean they, they really they've got nothing all right it's time for questions for dan okay great questions this week hey dan from at moms run the world what should be the new high school graduates and students? What should they look to in planning their futures? Universities and colleges are wokeness training centers where they indoctrinate the military too. Um, listen, at moms around the world, our uh, Jordan Peterson has this. Uh, he has this book with Twelve Rules for Life. It's a good book, and one of his rules are: listen, make your make your bed first. I get this question a lot, specifically at, at church, from a lady who was very annoyed at me a month ago. You have to fix your own kids first. If you properly teach them about the value of big R God-given rights, life and liberty, uh, you know, capitalism, free markets, freedom and liberty, and the horrors of socialism around the world, you can indoctrinate them against this in college like they indoctrinate you. But it's never going to happen unless we engage in this culture war at home first. It's the only way. These schools, they they, a lot of them have to go to college. They do. A lot of jobs require it. They're going to go there, at least provide them with the tools to defend themselves intellectually. It's simple advice, but make your own bed first is some of the best advice I ever got. It's in that book. Hey, Dan, at Robin Renew, what do you say to your relatives when they say President Biden doesn't have anything to do with controlling the gas prices? They think it's the oil companies gouging us. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I say this all the time. The answer they typically give to them, you say, how does he not have anything that we're the world's largest oil producer? How, how could the president of the country that produces the most amount of oil not have anything to do with gas prices? And then they'll say to you, well, it's a global market. You say, yeah, um, 
Joe, we're on the globe, right? I mean, we, you, you fact-checked that for me last time, correct? Yeah, what was your answer? Yeah, was, we're, we're here. Yeah. We're here. Yes, we're here. Um, so on the globe that you claim is a global market, we're the biggest player in that market. So yes, Biden's decision to basically halt uh, federal leases and, and just lay out a pittance of new ones and to stop production in Anwar and elsewhere, given that it's a global market and we're the biggest producer, are going to have the biggest impact. That's just dumb. But good question. I get that a lot. It's a global market. It's a global. Yeah, we're on the globe. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Dan, at jab one, two, three, four. Boxing guy? That's a one, two, well, you know, what's that? Jab, cross, hook, uppercut. Uh, what's to stop the Twitter board from continually claiming we're waiting for a better offer? By Elon making another bid, that would get the board off the hook. Uh, yeah, folks, they can continue to say they're waiting for another offer. But remember, the board has a, I can't say this enough. Please remember this term, fiduciary responsibility. Put it in a search engine when the show ends today. The board has a obligation, a contractual obligation. It's not something that's made up to do what's in the best interest of the shareholders. They can be sued otherwise. If a board member turns down an offer that would financially benefit the shareholders, they better have a damn good reason. And they're running out of reasons. So what's to stop them? A bunch of lawsuits will stop them. Hey, Dan, at Alinsicum, did you grow up with firearms? Is it something you grew with the NYPD and Secret Service jobs? How often do you get to shoot to maintain proficiency? I did not grow up with firearms. There was no gun in my house. There should have been, but there wasn't. I mean, I'm not knocking my parents, but we lived in New York. It was back then, forget it. It was like buying a gun in New York was like uh, you needed a, the Lord himself to come down and sign for you, right? So I had no gun in the house. Um, I did a lot of shooting in the Secret Service. Really outside, I mean, not to throw it, but iTarget, outside of iTarget, where I have a couple of their systems, I don't really get to the range. I'll tell you why. It's going to sound crazy, but when you're at the range with a gun, the last thing you want is people tapping you on the shoulder. And it happens a lot. And, you know, I have a rule, like, obviously, for obvious moral, never be rude to people, but it becomes like more of a distraction than anything. Number one. And number two, uh, I have really severe arthritis in my elbows and arms. I'm not whining, but shooting, especially some of my bigger guns, it just, the next day I can barely, it's weird. I can lift, but, but shooting, I guess, because of the static holds, uh, it's just rough. So I use my eye target a lot. Hey, Dan, at Nassel, what part of the bill in Florida is being used to suggest that it says, don't say gay. I need to convince my investment group of women that what they believe to be true is false. Uh, Nestle, just print the bill and ask them to show you where it says, don't say gay. It's really that simple. It doesn't say, don't say gay. Just slide the bill over and go, if you can show me where it says, don't say gay in here, I'll buy into your nonsense. It doesn't say that. Turn it around on them. All right, next question. Hey, Dan. How is Lucy, my dog, doing with her eating? I hope she's better. Len Bakra. Uh, she's not. She's, well, she, I mean, she, she just, my dog, folks, just doesn't want to eat. It doesn't, if you don't feed her like steak, she's like the most spoiled dog ever. I get it. I probably did it. I know. I'm getting a ton of emails. Dan, stop. I know. I can't help it. I'm a sucker for the dog. Okay? I'm admitting it. You don't have to yell at me on email. I get it. You're my audience. I love you. You can yell at me if you want. Show's for you. But I understand. You don't have to re-yell at me. She really doesn't eat much. Now, it's gotten better over the last few days. So I should answer your question. Yes, it has gotten better. We found this kind of foo-foo dog food that she eats. They had like chicken noodle soup dog food the other day. She wolfed <laughs> that down. 
<laughs> Joe's like, it's really like we waste so much money on super expensive food for this dog, but she's my dog and I love my dog right. and she's never been mistreated by anyone. And I just, I feel like it was God's little gift to me, Lucy, along with my kids and my, my wife. So, you know, I have to have to take care of the dog. I know, I know. Don't feed her table food. I get it. But I do every day. I'd be lying. Otherwise I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, Dan, this is from at heavy hog. Last question. All right. Open carry or concealed carry? Which do you prefer? Constitutional carry pass where I live in Indiana. Hot weather's coming. How best do you carry in the heat? Listen, this is just my opinion. There is a lot, a lot of expertise out there. People who are passionate about open, people who are passionate about concealed carry. I'm just giving you my opinion. It's not dogma. I am not a deity. You may have different requirements. I don't like people to know I'm carrying a gun. I just don't. I don't because number one, especially some of the holsters, if you don't have a good double retention holster and haven't done a lot of jujitsu with uh, blue guns, you know, plastic guns where I can't tell you folks how easy it is to get a gun away from someone if they're not trained in hand to hand combat. It just is. So I don't want anyone to know I have it. So I conceal carry. There are a lot of people who feel otherwise. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I conceal carry. I don't want you to know where it is. I don't want you to make a move on it while I'm not paying attention. I have different circumstances. Whenever I'm out in public, a lot of people talk and talk to me and stuff, and I'm distracted a lot. I don't want people to know when or where I carry my gun. I may have said it a few times on the show, but, uh, and people ask me, which gun? I have a SIG uh, P365, and I love it. One of my favorites. Uh, it's a really good concealed carry handgun. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, if I could ask a couple things again, I'm sorry to beat you up with any of these requests. I try to keep them limited. Please don't miss my show tomorrow night. Again, 9 p.m. I got great guests. Dr. McCullough on that vaccine has become a real fan favorite. Uh, we'll also uncover the BlackRock scandal with their government. Sign up for True Social. And please, if you're using Stripe, give us a shot. Dump Stripe. They dumped conservatives a long time ago. Come over with us, ParallelEconomy.com. We are a censorship-resistant platform. ParallelEconomy.com. If you're processing on your site, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you very much. See you on the show tomorrow. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.